This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 288, recorded on December 15th, 2016. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home. Sometimes web apps, too. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a very chilly and going to get colder. Amber, there is some cold weather coming your way, by the way. I think you guys are bracing for it. We've got the Arctic Express that's rolling through Nebraska on its way to D.C. And, and of course, we apologize for the cold weather. We're kind of used to it here. I was there on Monday. I had long sleeves, just this, like what I'm wearing now. And um, everybody else was just bundled up. And, oh, yes. you know, and I, here I was. I'm like, we've had the cold weather for a while. But uh, it's on its way to you. Uh, of course, we post a show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget to join us on our new mobile app. And it's always good to have Amber here from LastPass. They sponsor that mobile app for us. And Amber, thanks for doing that uh, again for another year. If you want to take advantage of listening to us, and really the mobile app is the best way to, to experience the podcast live. So if you're on the road, I know a lot of you travel. If you're on the road on a Thursday night and you want to listen to us on a, on a plane or as you're traveling, best way to do it is our mobile app. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. Of course, we thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that. Great partners to the podcast, and uh, we enjoy having them as one of our partners. We now have a Patreon link available for you as well if you want to financially support the show in some way. I know some of you want to do that as well. And of course, it's available right on the front page of TheAverageGuy.tv. Just like in the right-hand side toolbar. It's right there, Patreon. Click on it. One in $5 plans. Only if you want to do it, do it for one month or do it for a bunch. Whatever you want to do, it's for you. It's out there. Head out to TheAverageGuy.tv slash support. All right. Well, I already pointed out that the Arctic Express is coming her way, but Amber Gott is here from LastPass. And Amber, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Always great to have you. Thanks for having me. It's always great to be here. Yeah, so uh, lots lots of uh, changes uh, going on at LastPass, um, and not big ones. But um, let's just kick, let's kick right in here. You guys recently announced that you're free on all platforms. That's a huge, I think, right? Because it's always been for premium, some kind of premium. I can't. You always had either one side or the other, or you know, either mobile or. And now it just makes it kind of free for everybody. Can can you first welcome? But can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy that this is now you know the experience that we're able to offer for our users. Uh, basically, since we introduced our mobile apps about um, six seven years ago, we've always had it paid. It's been part of our premium experience, uh, which obviously allowed us to uh, financially support the service. But, um, you know, it was harder to convey the value of LastPass if you could only get started on one device and, and maybe not experience the benefit of, of the cross-device sync right off the bat. Um, so, yeah, taking down that paywall, allowing people to sync no matter what device they're using or, or how many different types of devices they want to use. It's been great. We've had such great feedback from the community. I think people now, if they've hesitated to get started with a password manager, now there's really no excuse not to. Um, and, and you know, we're, we're really, really excited for, for the growth that we've seen with that and the excitement we've seen from our community. Yeah, so not that twelve dollars a year was a whole lot anyway. Just when we <laughs> no. thought about it, it was always it was I always thought a very very reasonable 
uh, option for a lot of people. But but now, whether you're using it on your PC or your Mac or your iPhone or your Android device, free cross and free to sync across all platforms. I do think, Amber, that syncing experience is better on Android than it is on iPhone, right? Just because of the restrictions that iPhone, if you're a PC guy and you're going on to an iPhone, you kind of expect it just to autofill. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't like in, in right, right? It doesn't, it's not autofilling yet that I know of. Well, it's a little, yes, you're right. The, 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 the experience can di be different based on what platform you're using, um, but it is something we've been working hard on over the years. And on iOS, actually, something we have is app fill, and we have an extension for Safari and Chrome. So there is an autofill component. It's just, it might be a little bit different than what you're used to on the desktop browser. You know, on the desktop, you download LastPass, it installs in a second in your browser, and you the extension there that sits in your browser toolbar is what autofills as you go from website to website. Now on the mobile, you actually have to, you know, download the LastPass app and then you turn on the extension and it actually lives in the share menu in Safari or Chrome. So if you are in Safari or Chrome, whichever one you prefer to use, and you pull up the extension, then LastPass can fill the site for you. So, yeah. you know, maybe two extra taps on your part. Yeah, and it's but, getting there. I'm not a yes. big mobile browser. I kind of live in the right. apps. Now, not still not difficult to get to it. I go to the LastPass sign in copy the pay the, the password go over you put it always in. copy paste yeah, yeah and that, that and the for other me, thing that is we do do app fill as well so any third-party app that has chosen to support app fill with LastPass and iOS we can actually detect their login screen and fill there as well uh, if you go to lastpass.com we've got a list of you know um, I think it's over 200 at this point uh, apps that support the app fill a lot of popular ones so you might be surprised uh, that your favorite apps are on that list as well so you know I, I think the experience is getting there but you're right you know and and part of it is we're limited by what the platform supports for a long time android was much more open and accessible for developers so we were able to support autofill much earlier than we were with ios and now apple has sort of been making some changes that have allowed us to really work well with them and we're working really well with other developers for iOS. So, you know, I think the ecosystem is changing. Technology is so different now than it was eight years ago when we launched LastPass. I mean, I think, gosh, I think the first year we launched LastPass, um, the App Store, the Apple App Store didn't even exist yet hmm. for iPhone. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it, it's, and so well, we're it's, constantly changing the experience. On PC a lot primarily, right? In those days, uh, right. really, really trying to sync those passwords up on, on PC. Right. Yeah, yeah. When we first launched LastPass, our experience did focus a lot on desktop. That's where people were mainly working. Uh, it kind of remained to be seen how the mobile world was going to really evolve. Now people, I mean, some people are on their phone all day long. They might not sit down on a laptop or they might not sit down on a desktop. So they really do need to be able to take their passwords with them everywhere. And that's the experience that we can offer for them now for free. Uh, so, you know, if you're switching devices, if you, you know, if you're working on a laptop and you need to switch to your tablet or you're running an errand on your phone but you need to do something the great thing is LastPass will be there and it syncs so anything you add to LastPass it's stored and then it's automatically available on any other device you want to use and tell me again so with that app share on iPhone where, where would I go to see that list of, uh, of apps that would be available for me 
Yeah, if you just go to lastpass.com slash support, if you go to our support center, and if you just, you know, type in iOS, um, I mean, it's listed under the iPhone FAQs, but if you just type in iOS apps or something like that, it'll bring up the FAQ and it's got the entire list there. Uh, it's pretty extensive, so you can just search for the apps that you use, and if they're on the list, if they're not on the list, you can also you know, contact your favorite app developers and say, hey, LastPass has a really easy bit of code that you just need to add. And then, you know, I would like to be able to fill my password. So it's a pretty easy process for developers out there too. Okay, good. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. I, I learn, one of the reasons I love the podcast is, is I learn right uh, as well um, along with the, with the audience as, as we go along. Hey, uh, realizing, you know, you've been on the show a bunch of times and we try to have you on every six months or so to kind of catch up on what's going on in the world of, of, you know, password management. I always forget some folks, those comparisons when we think about some of the other password managers that are out there. I think one password is one that comes up all, all the time. Um, when you today, as you compare mm -hmm. LastPass to some of those other password managers, how do they compare in the market? What's your spiel on how you compare to those other managers? I would say our strength has always been our platform support. We've worked really hard to build apps that have a native experience for the platforms of your choice and that work well across all of your platforms. Uh, so, you know, we support all the standard platforms, uh, Mac and Windows and, you know, iOS and Android, but we also support some other platforms as well that we've seen our community enjoy, uh, Windows Phone and uh, some other browsers as well, Chrome OS. So if you have a Chromebook, um, that's another, um, you know, benefit to LastPass. Really, I would say that cross-platform native experience is really what sets us apart. And, you know, we've always been an affordable option too. Uh, you know, to date, we've really focused on making password management accessible. So we want it to be easy for everyone to get started. You know, we see password management as a foundation to your online security. It's a tool that everyone should have in their toolbox. And so by making LastPass accessible and easy to get started and approachable for the average consumer, we've just found that that's really um, what's made us different, what's set us apart and, and really LastPass consistently has ranked as the top password manager. You know, we Lifehacker year after year, they have, you know, sort of their community ratings and, um, you know, a lot of other publications, tech publications online uh, have, you know, pointed to our our support, our, our, our cross-platform support, you know, the amount of features you get and then the affordability. The um, one of the things, some of the password password key pass is the one uh, that I'm most familiar with that keeps that data local. And one of the uh, one of the you know the pushbacks that I get for to use a key pass instead of of LastPass is that this this data is moving to the cloud, right? And so, can you talk a little bit about that? That you know, are you keeping my passwords? Are they there on your servers? If someone hacked LastPass. Can they get access to them? Are they there and available? That's a valid concern. And, you know, we have always encouraged a healthy sense of skepticism. 
Because it's true, not everyone protects data the way that they should. I mean, just look at all the breaches we've seen in the headlines just in 2016 alone. You know, it's 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 good that people are asking these questions and, and that they approach things with, with a healthy sense of skepticism. LastPass has always set itself apart by encrypting the data without ever knowing your key. So what that means is when you use the program on your computer and when you create your account, your master password is used to basically lock up your data, but then that master password is never ever sent to LastPass. So everything that you just locked up is sent to LastPass and we hold it for you. And we actually add even more layers of security once we receive that data from you, but we never get the key. So we can't put two and two together you know, on our end and say, oh, well, this key matches with this data and that's how we unlock it. You know, we, we just don't have it. And actually, that's also why we say, please don't ever forget your master password because you don't have a lot of options if that ever happens. Yeah, it's gone, um, right? I mean, that's, right. It's the, that's it. It's start a new account. Right. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, KeyPass, yes, it's very popular in the developer community. It's open source. And so people always point to that as a security benefit. And it's true. People could sit there and analyze the code and confirm that the security is built the way that they think it should be built. I will say though that open source does not always mean 100% secure. There are open source projects like OpenSSL, for example, that have major bugs that sometimes aren't discovered for years, like Heartbleed. I mean, that had been out in the open for, I think, almost a decade before research disclosed it and basically 75% of the webs of the web had to patch their websites because of, so I, you know, I, that's not a knock against KeePass. I'm just saying open source in general, it has its challenges just like closed source uh, software does. And the other thing is KeePass, I would just say uh, the user experience is a little tougher. There's a lot more manual work involved with saving the passwords and filling the passwords and sharing passwords. And we just find that you don't have to trade on security to get the productivity benefits that you get with LastPass. You get the same security model, which is local only encryption with the benefit of all the, you know, accessibility and productivity features that come with LastPass, syncing to all of your platforms so you have secure access from everywhere, you know, a password generator to help you generate passwords in a click. And so you can just move on as you sign up for new things. All those great benefits that come with LastPass. We just find that for most people, you don't have to trade that security to get the added benefits of LastPass. And it's 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 a product that, you know, that meets m most people's needs. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's a little bit of a tighter security model in the sense that it's harder to use. Uh, I, I have to use it at work and there's two versions of it and I don't like either one. Um, it, only because it's not super convenient. And for a lot of folks who live in one environment and aren't syncing things in between that and their mobile device and have great memories and can and want that ultimate security um, you know, that kind of locked down security by obscurity and some, and it is, it's very, very secure. It works very, very well. Mm -hmm. No knock on a key pass or anything like nope. that. It does what it does. It's just not as convenient. Right. And so for me, very mobile, I'm moving across devices all the time. I have four devices at home. I have two at work. I've got my phone. I've actually got two phones and I need that stuff for me. I need it. To, I can't, I can't monkey with that. I've got, and I, and I probably have 130 different websites that, have to, that are responsible for between work and here. And so, well, and, um, yeah. you know, it's interesting you say that because a lot of people who come 
a lot of IT, you know, IT admins, sysadmins who come, st they start looking at LastPass Enterprise because of that exact issue. They're using it in a work environment. Maybe they even have to manage all those credentials with a team. And now it's becoming too much of a chore to keep everyone on the same page with the same files and give everyone, and not only give everyone access at the appropriate level of access, but also maintain accountability. So if something does happen, you have sort of, you know, an, an audit trail, if you will, of who was using what and when. Uh, it, it just, you know, when, when you're talking about it, especially in a work environment, yeah, it's, it's just too hard. And then if you, you know, again, going back to all the breaches we've seen, really everyone in an organization needs to have healthy password hygiene because everyone in the organization is a member of your security defense. You know, it's it's not just the IT team that's protecting your company, it's everyone. And any password plays maybe a small role, but a role nonetheless in your security. And, you know, so we, we often see these IT guys will come to us and say, you know, we've been using KeePass or, you know, enter solution of choice, but it's just not working anymore. And we've got to scale this to the entire organization. We've got to start thinking about breach from a bigger picture. You know, how can we tackle it with LastPass? So you guys have some fairly large organizations. You don't need to name any names, but you have some fairly large organizations using LastPass. Yep, Fortune 500 companies, leading tech organizations. Uh, we've got over 25,000 companies now using LastPass Enterprise. And about a month ago, we launched LastPass Teams as well, which is great because now we, you know, Teams is recommended for, uh, you know, small businesses, teams of 50 or less. Uh, LastPass Enterprise, it's not that a team of 50 couldn't use LastPass Enterprise. It's, it's more about feature set than it is about size. But what's great about now having teams and enterprise is we can better meet the needs of each type of customer. So teams, we've got a great solution now. If you're a small business, if you don't have an internal IT team, if you just need to you know, manage shared passwords for a small group of people, great solution. LastPass Enterprise is really where you get kind of the beefed up you know, added security and controls that we see many of the larger organizations really desire, or even that large IT teams really need to be able to manage credentials. So yeah, we, we've seen a lot of growth on the consumer side because of everything that's been happening in the last couple of years. People just, it's no longer good enough to put out a security policy and say, okay, you need to follow this you need to actually know if people are following it. And the only way to really know is if you have a reliable way of tracking password hygiene, but also not putting credentials at risk in the process of you know, tracking and controlling them. Uh, so yes, enterprise has definitely seen um, a lot of growth and, and we've seen a lot of, of companies big and small going that route in the last couple of years. Uh, premium, you mentioned Teams. Uh, teams comes with Premium now. Is that the is that the pricing model, and then a separate enterprise, or is that different? So we still have so we still have the free service, and we still have Premium. Mm -hmm. It just uh, Premium includes everything it did before, but now Device Sync has moved into the free service. So, for example, if you're a family, we still recommend LastPass Premium because you get the shared folder. So, for example, you know my husband and I, we have a lot of accounts that we need to co-manage for our 
you know, family, and we use that folder to keep those passwords in sync between both of our LastPass accounts. Uh, and there's a couple other added security and productivity benefits for premium. You get a little bit more storage, for example, um, you know, with your secure notes feature, things like that. Uh, Teams is then kind of moving on to the B2B side. And so Teams and Enterprise are now the two products on the, the business side. Okay. Good, good to have that clarified. They, you guys, if interested in the team or enterprise um, pricing, I just in, uh, encourage you to give the guys or drop a note. They're actually really fast. One time I was looking for a quote for something. We were doing some things internally, and I thought we were testing how fast companies would respond to the to their contact page. And so mm -hmm. I sent a note to you guys, and I think in about two and a half minutes, I had a response back uh, from your team. <laughs> Um, saying, That's great. Yeah, saying, oh, hey, you're interested in the enterprise piece. And and so a good response on that day. Um, anyways, okay. we use it. Uh, Sarah and I use it. I just got her after the last webcast that we did with you guys. I said, all right, we got to start getting like, you need to know my passwords. <laughs> you know, there's with all our banking sites and a lot of those, I wanted to make sure that we had in and in the in the in between time we had a I I I, um, I had some issues with the banking um, with my banking accounts and the passwords and it's able to go in and identify those very very quickly and then get those changed uh, equally as fast and add in some just wicked uh, um, you know passwords in there as far as length and complexity and that's all very very simple and so. I always say uh, do that premium and minimum, share those passwords out with significant, at least a significant family member or come up with some way to make sure someone's got the key, <laughs> you know, to be able to get to it. Because if something happens to you, all that stuff's locked up and these guys can't, it's not like they can call support or send in a death certificate or, right? right? I mean, there's no way to get it back, right? Right. And that's why we also encourage, you know, if, if you're, um, using it for your personal passwords, you should set up emergency access. It's really easy to just go in, you enter the email address for whoever your emergency access contact is, and then you know that if something were to ever happen to you, uh, this that person could go in, request access to your account, and then, you know, based on the waiting time period or whatever parameters you put in to require when you set it up, after that time period has passed, they'll get access to your passwords. Um, so yes, it is important for families to think about these things. Um, you know, and it doesn't even have to be a spouse. I mean, you know, if you're taking care of aging parents, you should probably have a lot of their passwords somewhere centrally, you know, secured where you can get access in case, um, you know, for example, you know, my grandfather passed away several years ago and, you know, my father and his siblings had to help my grandmother with all of that. I mean, banking and, you know, their house mortgage, you know, just you don't even realize how much there is until you have to start going through it and getting it all together. And sometimes resetting passwords for a bank, for example, it can take a long time. It's a lengthy process. So you will be saving people so much stress and um, and hassle by by setting that up in advance. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's one of those things that you definitely like when you're changing the battery in your smoke detector, it's probably a time to make sure you're backups are are there and that you're you've thought about your password security and that you're changing some passwords especially those key passwords a couple of questions from the chat room uh, randy had asked if they're using something like one password can that data be say i have a whole bunch of data inside that or a key pass can it be exported and then imported into lastpass yep 
yeah, uh, those, uh, to the best of my knowledge, those programs still support export, and we uh, we also have an import uh, functionality. So it really shouldn't take you more than a couple minutes on either end. Uh, it should be a pretty easy process if you want to move from one to the other. Each time we talk, uh, we talk about the auto password change feature. I know that's not what you call it, but that's what I'm going to call it. Where if I have a site to, uh, today, I went to Tumblr because uh, I got that notification. And actually, it didn't work. So I'll ask you two questions. One, are you continuing to add more to it? And then two, sometimes it doesn't work. And what do I do with you guys? Like if I like Tumblr in this case, I tried it. It got through its automated process and then it just kind of drops off. Do I let you guys know? So let me give you those two questions. Yeah, that's a great question. We definitely still support the feature. We often prioritize sites that either had a recent security incident. So for example, you know, if Yahoo just had an incident, obviously people need to go change their Yahoo account. We want to make sure that that one is supported. So that that is how we prioritize websites when we're when we're adding new ones. Um, yeah, if you the thing is, uh, we have to build support for each site. And often websites will change their design or they will add new security features and so that may interrupt the process and then we have to tweak our process to account for those changes so you know we are obviously always testing those things but we encourage our users to report those things to us as well we're very responsive on social media you could even just tweet it to us to let us know and we'll go ahead and investigate and fix that just tweet it to at LastPass. Is that the yep. is it LastPass support? I know that's you because I I get I get. Do you are you still the one checking that or do you guys have a team? I I'm actually not uh, doing that anymore. Earlier this year, it transitioned to another uh, team member, uh, but it's obviously it's still in house. It's it's performed by the LastPass team. It's it's us every single day. Um, so you know at LastPass or we have at LastPass help, and we're very active there. We're always happy to to take any questions or reports. Um, there are some, when we think about KeePass and kind of the hypersecurity folks that want to make sure they have control over it all, there's uh, the component that you guys serve, which is in the server functionality where my hashed secure data is going and you're keeping track of it for me, you can't read it. Has there ever been any discussion about making that functionality available inside an enterprise where they would host it and be responsible for the server portion of the syncing and so they could kind of get that hyper control? Every once in a while, we do have companies ask about on-premise solutions. Honestly, we see the majority of companies wanting to move to a, a hosted solution anyway, to cloud-based solutions. That's the, that is the trend that we're seeing in the business world anyway. Uh, currently, I, I don't know of any plans you know, to support that in the near future. But you know, if, if technology goes in a different way or if we're seeing demand to match it, I, I could see that coming up. But like I said, most people come to LastPass because they want a, a cloud-based solution that's really going to take the security and, and automate it in a way that, that makes sense for them. Yeah, I could see in some bigger enterprises. And then some of us, a lot of the listeners, Peter, I know, is one of them who asked that question. They're tinkerers. Like they like to, they like to tinker and understand and do all those things. So that that makes sense yeah. from that standpoint. Well, and you know, to add to that, um, with LastPass Enterprise, we can sync with. So, for example, if you've deployed Active Directory in your environment, and that's what you're relying on as sort of your, um, you know, identity. 
control for your organization, LastPass can sync with that. It's it's a one-way street. So AD would feed LastPass Enterprise the information. We we wouldn't you know go back and change anything in your AD. It's it's a one-way sync. But um, that can allow you to take something that you control locally, your Active Directory, and just use that to also control what's happening in the cloud with LastPass. Uh, so that's you know that's also something we've seen um, our enterprise clients uh, have gotten huge value out of that both from a provisioning aspect and a deprovisioning aspect, uh, but also from a policy and role-based control aspect as well. So LastPass Enterprise does have a lot of flexibility in terms of controls and deployment and uh, provisioning and deprovisioning. Um, yeah, but we just don't offer the one hundred percent on-premise option right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, good, good, and fair, fair answer. Uh, Philip, Philip Laurie, uh, he's over, I think he's in the UK, asked this question, please ask Amber. What happens if I lose access to LastPass? And not like I've lost my password, Phil says. LastPass goes out of business or the Atlantic cable is cut <laughs> and it can't get access. What What is the, let's say an offline scenario, um, you know, you guys going out of business, that's a completely, you know, it's not going to be available to I could export that out, by the way, right? You mentioned that exactly. earlier. I could get that data if you conformed us. Hey, I could get that out. What What are some, are there any offline options for me, offline sync or any of those things available to me? It's actually built in by default. You don't even have to do anything or turn anything on. By default, if you have installed LastPass, in your browser, so that means you've just gone to lastpass.com, you clicked the get LastPass button, and you've added LastPass to your browser toolbar, and you've logged in at least once, it will always have a secure copy of your data offline. So next time you go to log in, let's say LastPass's servers are down, you can still get to your data, you can open your vault, you can search your vault, it's all there. Same with the mobile apps on your phone. If you're disconnected, if you don't have a Wi-Fi connection, or if LastPass is down, there's also an offline copy there. The only trick, like I said, is you have to have logged in at least once. So if I were going to a new device and download a LastPass, but I had never logged in before, I wouldn't have that encrypted copy of my data available offline. But as long as you've logged in before, it's always there, always available. And like you said, the other scenario, I mean, if something were to happen and you wanted to move away from LastPass, or even if you just feel more comfortable having a hard copy of your passwords printed off and, I don't know, stored in a vault or something, um, you can use the export and you can use the print options at any time to create that physical uh, copy of your passwords as well. So I think I think Philip is anticipating Brexit means they're going to leave the internet uh, as well. <laughs> I hope and, not. <laughs> no, yeah, we we hope not too. But um, yeah, in that typical scenario, and that's 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 a that's pretty extreme from that standpoint. But you'd have a local copy. You'd be able to export local copy and move to another product uh, of your choice. They'd be available exactly. for you in that way as well. And they are encrypted locally. That when when you said locally, some people probably went. Like I'm keeping my passwords locally too, hashed on and hashed and and um, um, secure local as well. Can you maybe address that real quick? Yes, it's it it's basically the same package that's sent to LastPass. So if you think about it as a box, uh, you know LastPass, you you download LastPass and we give you this box and we say, okay, here's your box, and you should add anything you want to this box. And so you put your Facebook password in and you put your Evernote password in and you put your Yahoo password in and then you close up the box and then, you know, a whole bunch of things are wrapped on top of that box and a padlock and, you know, a straitjacket and whatever. 
and then a copy of that sits on your computer and a copy of that is sent to LastPass. So it's the same protection locally and then it gets sent to LastPass on the server. And, and then obviously because we're holding onto it for you on the server, we add even more layers on top and then we just send the box back to you when you want it or the box that's sitting on your computer is available when you want it. So either way, you've got your data and either way you've got all those layers of protection that keeps it safe. Yeah, in theory. Now, I, I will say though, I will say, um, there is an option on your extension to click remember password. If you use that option, it may weaken your security locally on your computer. So we discourage using it, but if you accept the level of risk that may come with it, so for example, if your computer gets malware on it, uh, you know, that may introduce a different level of risk. So I would say for better security locally, you should never use remember password. And I would say that for better security in the cloud, you should always use two-factor authentication. Those are my two yeah. <laughs> my two main recommendations. No, good advice. Uh, in between the last time you were on and this time, I've had two different security incidences happen, uh, probably one more severe than the other. One was involved in that TeamViewer incident where people were hacking mm -hmm. into TeamViewer. And if, you're, if you had TeamViewer on and turned on, they could come in and, and of course they're at the desktop level at that point, right? If you're in a team viewer situation, doesn't matter what kind of security you'd have. And of course I had browser windows open of things I had accessed. And of, and I, you know, in this case, I don't make myself log into LastPass every single time, right? I leave it open and as I'm using it. Now, when I close the browsers out, I open them back up, then I need to re-log in LastPass. And it's a little security thing I put in place just to kind of make sure that every once in a while, like if I close things down, it's not just automatically logging back in. And I'm okay with that level of security. But it happened to be that evening, I was logged into LastPass. They had access to everything. Of course, they went right to Amazon and started buying Amazon gift cards and PayPal, which were the two, but fortunately, Amazon and PayPal have the most the strict limits and some things on them. They didn't get much. And I ended up getting it all back. But Amber, I think that's one of those, you know, it's one of those unfortunate situations that have nothing to do with LastPass, but it's one of those areas where convenience got me a little bit because somebody hacked their way through and it was as if they were sitting um, at my desk. That caused me to do a few things, uh, turn on dual factor, uh, again, you know, make sure to do dual factor was working on my login, but that got me the other day. I, I mentioned this just to you in pre-show, but I was on an airplane and because I was in a different location and I'd locked down my LastPass uh, account to, you know, pretty secure one, two factor and two, anytime I'm in a new area, it's going to prompt for that dual factor. I had bought the Wi-Fi on my laptop, but not on my phone. And so I couldn't dual factor at that point. So I'm going in on the laptop and then it's saying, I go to log into LastPass because it recognizes I'm in a different location. By the way, this is all great security. It works, right? <laughs> and it, boom, it pops me up dual factor. And then I got my phone and I'm like, crap, my phone's not connected to Wi-Fi because I'm on a plane. And I can't, you know, at that point, it was like, sure, I could spend another $8, purchase the Wi-Fi for my phone as well on an hour and 45 minute flight. I wasn't too excited about that. It wasn't the end of the world. but that can be a little bit of a gotcha with dual factor, right? That's one of those. And it's a total edge case, like total edge case. Don't, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, worried about that. But it is one of those times that dual factor got me. Uh, you've got, we, we, you have a bunch of ways to do, to do dual factor. 
Can you think of any of those in that situation where I might have been saved if I had one version over the other being on the plane? So we do support a couple options that might have helped. We have one called LastPass Grid, and we have another. Um, the YubiKey is actually a physical. Uh, it's it's uh, it's like a little thumb drive sized key. Uh, it actually plugs into the USB port on your computer. But of course, you know that also requires carrying your YubiKey with you. Um, I know some people will put it on their key ring actually, um, and and they'll use that as their two factor. You know, those those are good options if you want to have uh, an alternative. But you know your phone is such a convenient option and usually uh, you know like with LastPass Authenticator for example the the app that we have made that that is a two-factor app um, it has push notification so you don't even have to enter a code you just tap the approval notification and you're in that's super convenient so it, yes it, it's tough because there might be these situations like this where you know you don't have the connection, so you can't get the signal to get access. But on the other hand, 99% of the time, it's actually a far better user experience. Um, so, you know, that's tough. I'll definitely yeah. take that to the team and see maybe maybe well, there are some ways that we can solve that. Yeah, it's a super big edge case, but I think it's one for travelers. You know, you think about uh, I'm a typical LastPass user uh, and your customer, and there's a lot of folks that listen to this, were right. on planes a lot. And that was just, you know, I was just being secure and uh, it kind of got me. Now, what I did on the laptop is I logged into LastPass. How did, how did I get that? Because with two-factor, I would not have been able to get in to my LastPass account, right? Or could I? No, there's a, there is a disable. When you log in, if you've forgotten your two-factor, if you don't have it on you, there is a disable option. And I believe it goes through your email or if you have a security a security email address set up, it'll go through that. So you yes. may have been able to complete the process. No, that's how I did it. So I said, hey, I can't get to my two-factor. It allowed me to disable it. And then I was able to get sign back on and get it working and I haven't turned it back on yet um, and I need to but as I we were talking in pre-show I use Google Authenticator you just mentioned LastPass Authenticator is the sole difference that the it's a push notification and approval right on my phone if I use the LastPass Authenticator versus you know that Google Authenticator I get like 30 seconds for those six numbers you know and it <laughs> yes. always seems like you pull that up when you have five seconds left. So you gotta wait, you know, and it's gotta clear itself yes. and then the numbers come back and up. And then you gotta enter the six digit code. Yes, sure which right. um, LastPass actually, you know, we do the six digit codes as well, but yes, we also do the push notification. All that means is that as you're logging in, you just get this little notification on your phone that says, uh, you know, are you, do you wanna approve this login? And you just tap approve. So there's no, you know, typing on your part, there's no entering a code. Uh, you know, if you just tap approve, you you get access. So uh, definitely a great experience with the LastPass Authenticator app. Uh, and, and you know, we uh, support Android and iOS. So it's just another app that you can download to your phone. You can use it not only for LastPass, but actually any website that supports Google Authenticator, you can actually turn on LastPass Authenticator instead of Google Authenticator. Um, yeah, that's so probably it's, what it's, I'll do. It's a one-to-one. Because -one. I have an option to go in and change it. And every time I have you on, I go through a whole bunch of security stuff. That's the time to clean up and get some stuff done. But I will probably return that back on and use the LastPass Authenticator app and uh, and give that a try. Cool. Um, 
when the security, there's still a security challenge. Is that what you guys call it? A hold yep. on, yeah, security challenge. One of the things I would encourage people to do. Can I? Um, uh, well, once you become a customer and you put some of the passwords in, you can run the security challenge, and it's going to kind of tell you some things about duplicate passwords and passwords that haven't been changed in a while. Now, it won't know that right past it. It doesn't know from the website the last time you changed it. That's coming off the last time you changed it in LastPass, right? So right. for new customers, not as helpful on that one. Talks about weak passwords and uh, reused passwords, which I'm really, really guilty of, um, is that I use the same, whenever I'm establishing an account, I use the same password to get started because I know I'm going to have to enter it a bunch of times in that startup process. And then immediately, that's not always the case, but uh, oftentimes then I try to then, I use LastPass to change that to a more complex password on there. Um, Amber, I found that really helpful because it checks, it also checks my email addresses to see if they've been compromised. And and I haven't had that happen in a while until today, right? We got the notification. I'm on that Yahoo list. Uh, so I immediately changed my Yahoo and stuff. But the Tumblr piece was interesting as well, that those security compromises, you guys are great about notifying us when things go awry. So uh, one of my recommendations is you go in and run that is there have any talk of running that security thing, like putting that on a schedule for me that automatically runs that maybe once a month and then email me the results saying, just because I set it and forget it. Any any thoughts to that? That's a great idea. I would be happy to offer that to the product team. <laughs> you could call it the Collison maneuver. Yeah. Because you mean, can't remember. <laughs> it's like you said, you know, I think every once in a while, you just need sort of a checkup, right? You just need to know, okay, how am I doing? Um, and and honestly, with how many breaches we're seeing, um, you you don't need to go crazy updating your passwords all the time. You, you really don't. It's more important that you have a very strong, unique password for every single account. Um, but it's still good practice to update them every once in a while. And obviously, if a website has a security incident, that's a very good time to go change your password for that website. So um, yes, it, it would be good to have sort of a, a reminder every once in a while. Oh, hey, here's how you're doing. Uh, oh, and here are some old passwords that now is probably a good time for you to go change. Yeah, them. That, the, that results page in an email that just kind of says in, you know, they, I imagine you need to do some things to secure that because you'd be pushing some of that secure content you have in LastPass in there, but maybe just some stats saying, hey, we ran this for right. you. Come back in and uh, and get these updated. I would the nice appreciate is, a monthly reminder. Yeah. No, I, I like that suggestion. The nice thing is you can launch it right now. You know, if, if you do get into the product, you can launch it from your vault anytime. Um, and actually, when you, when you go to your vault, your LastPass vault, it always shows your security score there in the left-hand column. Um, so it is there kind of as a reminder. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great suggestion. I'll be happy to offer that to the team. Yeah, last time we had you on, you just launched version four, and uh, and I see it. I toggled back tonight as I was get preparing for this. I toggled <laughs> back to version three. Oh my god, how did we ever put up with version three? So great, <laughs> great job on V four. Anything when we think about future UI or anything else coming like that that you guys are excited to talk about? Oh, there's so much good work going on with LastPass. I am really excited for 2017. I, I think it will be a, a great year, not only for the personal version, but also for the business version. The great thing is any changes we make to the personal version, 
are directly a benefit to our business edition as well because the business edition is built on the premium product. So, you know, an employee would have the same experience as, you know, a personal LastPass user. So I think you guys will will really like some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, you know, recently we've really been focusing on the new user experience. So, you know, making it free to use LastPass on every device has been a part of that effort. Um, you know, we want it to be as easy and fast and secure as possible for you to get started with a password manager. I mean, I think 2016 has shown that we all need to be doing a little bit more to protect ourselves online. You know, we we need to do what we can. So we really just want people to get started and, and to get them using LastPass as fast as possible. So a lot of our focus has been, so if you're already a customer, you might not have noticed some of those changes. Um, but if you're new, hopefully you'll see that, you know, it's a really good experience getting started. Do you and there's definitely more to come. Do you announce most of that through your blog? So blog.lastpass.com? We do, yes. Uh, when, when you know, kind of our new features are, are really ready for prime time, that's where we uh, really announce them. And, and uh, you know, um, sometimes we'll experiment with things. And so you might see minor little differences uh, person to person as we kind of run those experiments. But yes, once the features are kind of ready and out there, um, our blog is a great way to see, or just follow us on social media. We always are sharing updates and news on our on our social media platforms as well. The um, the acquisition with LogMeIn was also brand new the last time we talked, and and I think we had some listeners a little worried. LogMeIn is taking over had taken over some organizations, raised prices, and of course. We haven't seen that. In fact, it got cheaper, <laughs> which was good. That's sign. How is that partnership going with them, and how are they adding value to what uh, to what you guys your mission and purpose? I, I, I mean, I, I hope that our community would agree. I think that 2016 has been an amazing year for LastPass. We have been able to put so many more resources, not only just resources, but just people and ideas and good work into LastPass. I mean, we had a great team to begin with, but I think we've also expanded that with the, you know, when we were acquired by LogMeIn. I, I'm really proud of, of what we're putting out there these days. And, you know, I, I think we were, we're um, doing a lot of great user research. We're talking to our community. We're, we're really building, I think, in a good direction. So hopefully I feel I feel great. I hopefully our community feels great. I hope people have been encouraged by the changes that have come in 2016 and, you know, join us in, in looking forward to 2017 as well. LogMeIn had their own password suite or has their own password suite. Uh, is is that still there? Is there is that, is that a competing thing? How are you guys dealing with that? Yeah, no, there's no longer really any um, uh, competing there with the brands. It's sort of a, they're maintaining status quo with their existing uh, business users, but really we're, we're kind of trying to look at how can we take the best of, of that existing experience and, and fold it into LastPass. Uh, so, you know, again, I, I think it, it only means good things for LastPass customers. Yeah, I think and I think LastPass is the better deal uh, on that uh, as well uh, between those two password managers. So, so good. Amber, um, anything else that I missed in this? You've given me a solid 45 minutes of you talking and I really appreciate getting the update. But anything else you wanted to highlight from a, uh, a LastPass standpoint? 
I think we've really covered the the big things that have happened so far in this year. You know, I, I think, like you said, we started the year launching Ford Auto and kind of a, a, a really big refresh of the brand and the interface and the product across many of our platforms. And then throughout the year, you know, we've just been really hard at work. Our Android app got a refresh, our iOS app got a refresh, our desktop app has continued to, or I'm sorry, our desktop extension has continued to be improved. The new user experience is great. Um, I would just say across the board, we are really working hard to make LastPass um, easier to use and, you know, uh, make it so that you have to work even less uh, to get better security online. So I would just say, if you're listening now, if you have never used a password manager, please save yourself a whole lot of time and hassle in 2017. Go download it. It takes less than five minutes to get started. And it's funny too, my favorite thing about LastPass is whenever I ask people if they use a password manager or even if they have a lot of passwords, you know, they always say, I, you know, I, I don't know, I've got maybe 10, 20 passwords. I don't really have that many. And then they sign up and they start saving them. And then, you know, I talk to them a couple of weeks later and they say, oh my gosh, I have a hundred passwords. I never would have thought that I had so many, but you know, there's just so many random things that we all do online these days. I mean, everything is online, everything, medical, um, you know, email, social, banking, uh, utilities. I mean, just even your school paying for your child's lunches and tuition and, you know, all that stuff is online. So anyway, I, I think that you'll be amazed to see the the benefits by signing up for a password manager. Yeah. And fantasy football. That's what's really important. Your fantasy football <laughs> account. Is. When that time comes every year, you got to be ready to sign in. Yeah. Amber, a little personal note for you. Amber 2.0 came uh, in, in the midst of the last time you were here and you're here now. How, how's life as a mom? Life is good. You know, uh, being a working mom certainly has its challenge. You know what? Being a mom period has its challenges. Uh, being a mom <laughs> and a dad has its challenges. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> it's It's been a fun journey, though. Certainly another another phase of life. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, come uh, come May 2017 will be my seventh seven year anniversary with LastPass. So it's kind of incredible to think that, you know, not only has LastPass been on kind of a, a, a big journey the last seven, eight years, uh, but it's kind of matched my life journey as well. Yeah, it, it you know so. what? Uh, work has a way of doing that, especially when you really love doing what you do. I will this summer will be 10 years for me, a decade at Gallup. Wow, congratulations. And, and thank you. And I and I I think I remember well, December 6th or 4th, I think maybe of this month was the 6-year anniversary of Home Gadget Geeks. So, you know, we've been wow. doing 6 years of podcast. Yeah, I mean, you start thinking, wow, that's a long, you know, 288 shows tonight. You know, and you think that's a lot. It starts all of a sudden you start thinking, you're like, wow, you know, LastPass has been always very engaging for you. I think from the day we met you three years ago or so, I think we've been <laughs> doing this for a while. Um, you've always had great things to say. You've always been, Amber, you've always been very open and honest and friendly to us. We appreciate, you know, I mentioned in the top of the show, LastPass has been a supporter for the last two years of our mobile app, and uh, it's awesome to have, you know, you go, when you download that on your iPhone or Android device and you pop that up, the splash screen has LastPass on it. We probably probably should update the graphics. I think you guys have changed a little bit in your graphics since we <laughs> first put that up a year and a half ago, but um, 
I hear from our uh, mobile users a lot that, and every single show that we do, you know, we're running, we're running the the Spreaker interface right here. That's running out through that app that uh, that you guys sponsor, and I get to nine or ten every week that I would think really. I had ten people listening to that live on the Spreaker app. And so uh, really cool that the audience my size for live, you know, it's really hard to get live. Uh, but but uh, we have folks that listen to that both live and then they listen to the stream version of it uh, available a little bit later after. If they miss the live show, they can do it as well. So thanks for your support of what we do here. Always great to have you on and get, get caught up with uh, what's going on there at LastPass. Always good to hear what's going on there. I will make, I need to make an effort in the spring to get out to DC for a couple more days. Lately, I've been coming in and going, like I come in one day and I go the next and there's never any time to get to you, but we need to Uber it. I need to Uber it. Maybe on my way to GMU, I can uh, Uber it and stop by the the last pass headquarters again. Same spot. You guys haven't moved? Haven't moved. Come join us for a ping pong game. I was gonna say I need to play a ping pong. Maybe we could get a little a quick little tourney going and yes. uh, and get a couple a couple folks going. So, well, Amber, thank you again for doing that. I won't. Uh, I'll end the show here, but I won't make you stay around. You're a busy mom. Thanks for coming on, and uh, and thanks for all that you do in the community. And we appreciate it. And uh, and thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks. Thanks Great. for listening in, guys. Thank you. You bet. Great having you. You're welcome to drop off, and I'll wrap things up. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Have a good night. Yep. We'll see you in the spring. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I'll remind everyone, don't forget to take full advantage of everything we have out at theaverageguy.tv, right? I mean, have you been out there in a while? There's a ton of great stuff, a brand new Cyber Frontiers. I shouldn't say it's too new, but uh, earlier in the month, Christian and I got together, actually really close to the anniversary of of Home Gadget Geeks there on December 3rd. We released a new uh, Cyber Frontiers, and uh, he talks about, he got, there's, uh, uh, you just got to listen to it. It's about malware and the server at uh, Maple Grove Partners. So, if you if you uh, if you haven't listened to it, head out to theaverageguy.tv and give it a crack or download it to get subscribed to it. We're doing it about once a month. If you haven't um, if you haven't uh, subscribed to it yet, I'll go out there, Cyber Frontiers, get it downloaded. And of course, we thank Christian Maple Grove Partners, big supporter of what we do here at theaverageguy.tv. They support everything. With the exception of the video downloads, I still run those out of, at um, Mediafire, but uh, we appreciate Christian. He's actually upgrading servers, so it's pretty cool what he's doing with Maple Grove Partners. If you uh, have been holding off on doing something on the web, a blog or a podcast or whatever like that, uh, plans, t- it's inexpensive. It's $10 a month. We'll get you there. So um, give it a shot, maplegrovepartners.com. And don't forget also, Patreon, if you want to support the show dollar five dollars whatever you want to do i think we have two plans i need to i need to do another sticker maybe your ideas maybe you you could think of something that would be something we could put out there for supporting the show i did stickers at one point i was going to do an upgrade to the stickers but uh, maybe you got some ideas for me send me an email jim at the average guy.tv of course i always appreciate your feedback so if you have any feedback along those lines and neil thanks neil sends me a note about every other week neil always appreciate it when you like the show you can send me an email jim at the average guy TV. Uh, heard from Roger, uh, actually via Twitter this week, WLMN Radio out in Grafton, West Virginia. We thank Roger for his support of Home Gadget Geeks as we run it out in Grafton and I have to drive through Grafton someday, try and time it so I can hear myself on the radio there. So, Roger, thanks for your support out there. You can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks, as we mentioned, on the Android and iPhone app. Again, sponsored by LastPass. We appreciate their support. You can get it. Easiest way to download it, head out to homegadgetgeeks.com and download it. 
and the newsletter is back up and running. I got it, uh, got one out this week, got it posted. If you want to get some back episodes, you can do that as well. Uh, it's available if you want to sign up for it, theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter. Although I feel like I've gotten everybody I'm going to get because it's been the same 65 or so uh, every week for the last year or so, maybe. Uh, Peter's wondering if uh, he's in the chat room, wondering if we're going to do an Omaha meetup. Per Peter, I'm, I'm seriously considering a spring meetup of some sort here in, in Omaha. Although it's getting a little tight on time and my spring's getting kind of nuts. That might be spring of 2018 as opposed to spring of 2017. But love to do. I want to stay away. Dave will continue to do a meetup out in Indianapolis, but I'd love to do one here. And it kind of be a tech podcasters meetup, so to speak, is kind of what I'm thinking. And I may do an unconference format, which would allow people to come and uh, the, the people that are coming would choose what they want to hear. We kind of do that at the, uh, the home server show meetup in Indianapolis. But um, thinking about it, good possibility. Don't forget, you can also hear me Saturday mornings over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Uh, me and Dave Jackson, we talk about podcasting. It's fun on a Saturday morning. We won't be there this week, but uh, most Saturdays, including Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, we're going to, we at least haven't planned at this point. And uh, we'll be out there doing that. Saturday mornings, ask the podcast coach. Com. If you haven't checked out Dave McCabe's Reset, you might want to do that as well. Great podcast, McCabe.io. We'll get you there. All kinds of great stuff. You guys have been, uh, thanks for coming out tonight. We won't really uh, stay around too much for a post show. I'll take a few questions, but it's just me. So I'll hang out as long as you guys have questions and I have things to talk about. We're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at The Average Guy. TV slash live. We got some good stuff coming up for you. If you if you were a part of the newsletter, you would know what is coming up. I post that uh, out each time to the newsletter. Um, of course, having Amber tonight, John Larson. Uh, he's been on here before. He's going to come on, and we're going to talk some uh, some general tech stuff as as well as I'll do a quick review of the Home Eight security system. I actually had a reason to turn it on today, so we'll talk about that. Shauna Dorsey's coming on the 29th. Kevin Schoonover's back on January 1st, so it gets us out the next couple weeks. So you'll want to join us for that. We're live 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, now at the Average Guy. TV live. I think, guys, with that, we're right in an hour. We'll say thanks for coming and uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>